Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. It's Wednesday, March 27th. It's the last Wednesday in March. Like, wow, time is just flying by. <laughs> hey, oh my gosh. Okay, so today my guest is none other than Adele Stratton, otherwise known as My Yoda. Now, I want to bring Adele back on the show because she's been one of my biggest teachers in life. She is an integrational manual therapist, a mentor of mine, and most importantly, my spiritual coach. The work we have done together, the work she has helped guide me through has truly been transformational in my own life and I just want to keep sharing the message with you all. So today I brought her back on the show to talk about language, the story of our ego and how it holds us back, makes us feel stuck, unwell and prevents us from believing that there is another way. All right, this is going to be a great episode. Y'all ready? Okay, here we go. Okay, hi Adele. Good morning. It's uh, it's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely day today, and it's uh, I'm at your place right now, and I'm really happy that you're back on the show. Thank you. It's <laughs> always a pleasure. Is this your third, third time? It's third or fourth? I want to, I want to say four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we always have so many great conversations that I want to bring you back because. Um, like I've said many times in this podcast and on my Instagram account, you're one of the most influential people in my life and, um, your words of wisdom are, um, of major value to me. So I, I, uh, want to share you to the world. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, thank well. you. Thank you. Um, so this podcast may be a little bit different than, the last one or two, I'm not sure, because I, I definitely want to get a little bit more personal and dig into some of the, I don't know, things that are impacting me personally. Um, so the last like year has been uh, presented some challenges for me health-wise with fatigue and with stress level and with just managing some different things. And uh, I kind of want to get into a little bit. You ready? It's a good idea. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Uh, Just to start everything off, one of the things that I believe you are fabulous at is your vocabulary and your choice of words. And I think in this changing season, people are starting to, you know, feel the the impact of spring coming and changes in the in the air. And I think it's important to uh, start to pay attention to the language that we use when we are speaking to ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I kind of want to just like start with that and start talking about the impact of, of just the self-talk. Well, the self-talk is always programmed by the way we were taught to speak. Okay. And so the language that was used around you Mm -hmm. so 
if there was lots of cussing, yeah. you'd be a cusser. <laughs> yes. And if there was a fair amount of negativity, it would come out in the language and uh, thus you would pick it up because you would not know any better. Mm-hmm. For instance, I know that a word that's used in slang a lot of people use it and don't understand the impact of it, which is the word hate. Mm. Now, of course, in today's world, we are hearing the word the word a lot more than we ever did, and it's not being used as slang. So uh, it's just to recognize that that word hate has such an impact. Uh, it's it's like one of the cuss words. So what do you mean an impact, <clears throat> though? Like an impact in... So an impact in the way that... So there are the people that use the word hate in, in, in uh, a very applicable way. They're applying it to somebody that they think they really hate or mm-hmm. an organization or something like that. Uh, but there are also uh, people who just say, "Oh gosh, I hate that." Yes, like that, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's uh, oh, I don't really mean it. Mm-hmm. But if you say it a lot, and you're the person that says it all the time, and I know that you know, mm-hmm. in um, in our family we had one person in particular that used to use that word because. He used to hear the word a lot from his programming. Yeah. And so I would say to my children, hate is a very powerful word. How about instead of saying that word, you say, I greatly dislike that. Yes. And so it was about catching catching themselves. When they went to say the word, they, they would hear it. they go, ha, yeah. really dislike that. And I'd say, good stuff. Because words have frequencies, they have a sound, and those words are constantly going out into the universe. The universe hears that vibration, picks up on it. You may notice then that the more you use derogatory words, Mm -hmm. that you might notice your situation, your circumstances in your life are kind of going in that way. So mm-hmm. all our vocabulary uh, plays a big part of uh, the way things turn out for us, such as uh, the word should. Yes, I, the word should, that's a big one for me because it implies right. guilt. It does. And, and, and it, it also, uh, the way you use it, well, I, you know, well, you should have done that. So yeah. in other words, you did it wrong. Yeah. So, or you, know, you should go do this. Yes, yeah. Or, you know, like. So it really, really uh, has a negative impact on somebody when it, the way they use the word because, yes, it's a pressure. Oh, it's I pressure. should. You know, yeah. like that. You feel it instantaneously. Can't is another big one. You know, well, I just can't do that. I like to tell people it's not that you can't. It's that you're choosing not to. So notice the difference. Yes. That you can and you cannot. You're choosing not to. Yes. But it doesn't mean that you can't because everybody can. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's right? like a similar quote that I actually re- read recently. I'm, I may have said this on air as well uh, in a previous podcast, but it's um, instead of saying, I don't have time, try saying, this is not a priority 
and see how that feels in your body. Mm-hmm. For and, sure. And that, it does change. Like even just those few examples, mm-hmm. like I hate to, I strongly dislike, it actually holds something different. Now, is that because, like, do I feel that because of the work that I've done or like the, the awareness that I have or of uh, that I'm very sensitive to my feelings? Um, or do you think that any person in the world can resonate with that? Because I, I don't necessarily believe that people are conscious to how they speak. Okay. So, um, and again, it's also, too, about how you use the word, right? Sure. Okay. Sure. So, you were you just said, you know, I don't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know. So, it depends on where the word is used. But, I mean, some of the words are very obvious. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 let's say the top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's say top five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like have to yeah uh, is another one you know i have to do that i just have to and i say it's not that you have to it's that you want to mm-hmm. that's freedom you know it's because you're making the choice that that's what you want for yourself you don't need to you want to so you know it's how you're using those words mm-hmm. and um and i would say that these words are used often in everyday language and so when people hear them that resonates with them because that's what they know but when you use a different word it starts to lighten things up a little bit you know takes pressure off Mm -hmm. you know and if a person is not aware though they may notice a little bit of something shift right there however I feel that you really need to be aware of of the words mm-hmm. in order for you to bring your attention to that and watch, observe how you speak. So that's what's happening is like in your work, you you have become an observer. Mm-hmm. So you're you're the person that one time you were on the stage and mm-hmm. you were in the play. Now you're in the audience. And you're watching yourself on the stage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 I, no, don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, she did it again. You know, like this yeah. kind of thing. But that's what happens is you take yourself out of it and then watch yourself. So you're an observer now. And then when you're an observer, you can watch things like your language. You're always watching the way you say things. Because a continuous uh, vocabulary of should, can't, have to, hate mm-hmm. will build that momentum. And yes. you will constantly feel that pressure all the time or feel that uh, inability to turn things around and shine a brighter light on some situation. So that was kind of where I... Um, we've, I've learned a lot from you over the last like, year because my, I, my word, my, my word that I said 400 times a day was tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Like how yeah. many times did I say that to you per oh, session? Just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Or I, had the, I just would press this button and say, this is a recording. <laughs> Just listen to this, Elisa. <laughs> tired, tired. Yeah, I'm tired. So damn tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, yeah. yeah. And it was on. It was literally on repeat. And I would call my 
fatigue, the death fatigue. Yeah. I talked about it all the time, about how tired I am. I feel like I'm dying. I'm so tired. Ugh. And so that was creating a momentum that even though you may have been feeling tired for a reason, because you were constantly um, announcing it to the world yeah. all the time. All the time. Yes, it would make you more tired. And I didn't even realize that this was my story. I didn't, it didn't, I didn't realize it until like recently, mm-hmm. actually. Until I like, yeah, I don't even know what the turning point was, but I was like, oh, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. And uh, the, that language has shifted. It's, however, uh, it's, it's interesting how quickly it becomes part of your programming. That word tired for me personally, I catch myself using it still. Right. Like it's not right. like I'm this perfect speaker or whatever. I'm right. still falling back into that program. Right. So speak to that yes i was just gonna say that's a good thing to speak about yes (laughs) (laughs) because i too have like you know over the years can hear my program so what happens is that oh this is a good one um so i had a gentleman come in Mm -hmm. who uh had been chemically poisoned okay okay and um when he came in and told me what happened to him, I, I said, okay, then let's get to work and see what's going on in your body. I mean, I listened to him and I understood that he was really, really uh, frustrated that after a number of years, he still was not, he didn't feel getting better, even though he was doing all this kind of work on yeah. himself. Yeah. So after I went through the process of testing him, I discovered that he had not only inhaled this one chemical, it was a spray to uh, preserve his leather jacket, Mm -hmm. um, but there were all sorts of other things that was going on. And I said to him, where would this come from? Well, then I found out that he had been a carpenter. And of course, he was using all sorts of like woods with formaldehyde in them and paints and touching all sorts of things and breathing in dust and everything. So really, by the time he got to the point where he used this spray, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. His body said, I can't do this anymore, correct? So we talked about that, you know. And then as I listened to him, I understood that his story was very important to him. Mm-hmm. And it was about this one chemical. And he was insisting that that this was the problem and that he'd been poisoned and he just wanted to get it better. So I said, okay, that's, that's fine. We'll work on that. Next time he came in, he repeated the same story about what happened to him, what's going on, and talk, 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 yeah. talk, talk, okay? So again, I say, okay, so we'll do a little work. And I'm, however, you are in a place right now where you're still telling the same story that you told before. Yeah. So the next time he came in, we didn't even do any filter work with him. I just sat him down and said, now I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) 
once upon a time, (laughs) basically to get him to understand because he was, he repeated his story very passionately about how this chemical took him down. Yeah. And I let him just talk, 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 talk. And then when he talked himself all out, that's when I said, I understand. I know that you want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I am listening. And I hear you. Now, let me tell you how you can get out of it. Got to stop telling that story. I'm tired. I'm so tired. The death fatigue. Mm -hmm. I'm so bloody tired. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. It's just so exhausting. I'm exhausted all the time. That would be your story, Mm -hmm. right? As his story. And it was about keep on saying it and more of it comes to you because that's what you're putting out there. You're truly, yes, it doesn't mean It doesn't mean that you're not tired, that there's something that is, in fact, causing the exhaustion. Mm -hmm. For sure, something happened. Just as something happened to him, the straw that broke the camel's back was that inhalation of that high amount of chemical, okay? Mm -hmm. But the two stories are the same. Same. Because they are constantly, passionately, Telling about what went wrong. What went wrong? Yes. And like for me, my story before was the Olympics. Exactly. I missed the Olympics. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Then it was, I gained the weight. I'm really heavy. I got divorced. I'm a divorcee. I'm 30. I'm divorced. I'm single and fat. Um, That was my story. And I'm worthless and la 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 la. And then it like kind of got better. And then I kind of started retelling the story a little bit, but then it went back to the, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. This is so hard. Like everything is always so hard. That's my, that's what I say. Ding, 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 ding. Now there's a story that links to your story. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. So your story is familiar with somebody else's story. Okay. That somebody else or else's yeah. in, in, the, uh, in the lineage, yeah. that story's there. Okay. Okay. So it was taught to me somehow. Somehow. It okay. was, you heard it. I heard it. You heard the story. And then the story got embedded in you, in your, your, your bloodline, your DNA. But then when you came out, it was very present. The story, you were walking in the story and then you picked up the story and Mm. then the story manifested itself through whatever unfolded for you in your future. So how you have a couple of stories. (laughs) There's a few. I'm like, yeah. So, so let's just stay, let's just stay with that for, for, for a moment. Okay. So that we don't break the thought form. It is basically what I'm saying here is that we, we are telling the story all the time without us even sometimes being aware. And that's why when you become an observer, you are always in a place of awareness that you can catch yourself in the story. Mm-hmm. Catch yourself in the story. Yes. So then, like, once you catch yourself, that's the next thing. Like, so for me, I like the th- idea of putting space between myself and the story, giving, taking a deep breath, and like 
trying to detach myself from that story. I like the word observer as well. So you're watching. But then um, how does a person change the story? Oh, well, so you change the story, first of all, by changing the words. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So there we have our words and the words that you add on in the story, whatever your story is. So for you, it would be the word tired that you would say. So... So when you say those words and, and you emphasize them, I'm so tired. I'm mm. just so tired. Like, it's just like... What, why do I say that? It's because I want some sort of attention. Am I victimizing myself? Like, what, why, what's the point of the story? Sorry, well, the point it. of the story is, yes, the victim. Okay. When we talk about how we are programmed... The victim is very much a big part of what we're programmed with. It's a kind of a natural response Mm -hmm. because you're not in a place of knowing yet. Right. So you do go along with the story. You, You actually hear the story everywhere around you because the victim is a big personality for all of us mm-hmm. we 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 rise and fall to the victim you know we'll hear ourselves feeling sorry for ourselves and then we'll decide to take charge you know of changing that but that is something that again it was taught to us and in, in maybe a subtle way for some people in harsh ways mm-hmm. we want as i said we want that gentleman wanted me to hear him Mm-hmm. To hear how desperately, how desperately he wanted to be healed, but also too, I had to, uh, I wanted to say to him that, did he hear his victim inside of there, and how was the victim working for him? Was the victim getting attention, which is usually what the victim wants? Mm-hmm. So your, your the way of healing in anything in in the body is to release the victim and take full responsibility mm-hmm. for the words that you're using the way that you are feeling and to make a choice to change that so in the process of me learning how to do that something that i started catching myself doing was defending myself my Thanks. position yes i'm not I'm, I'm not a victim, mm-hmm. you know, I'm fine. Everything's fine, 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 fine. Yeah. And then I would flip over and be like, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. So it was almost like a bad thing for me to be labeled as a victim or to be ashamed that I was taking all of these things personally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, does that make sense? I was like ashamed, I had so much pride. It was like this pride feeling that... I had to defend myself instead well, of instead of seeing. So like when the message was like smacking me square in the face, I would defend instead of just create some space and like change the language. Yes. And that 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 is um, a justification for your your stand in life kind of like yeah. you don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand. I'm uh, the person comes in and tells me the story, and then when I say this, that, and the other thing, they go, "Oh well, you don't understand." Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, don't un- totally. You don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah, 
you know, you don't understand because I'm not willing to hear you right now. Yeah. And I need to defend myself because you don't hear me. You're not walking a mile in my shoes. What yeah. do you know? Yeah, what do you know? I And I find myself falling asleep. Like I'm not... Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, what I, that, that could be construed in two different ways. But what, I'm, what I mean is like, I'm not consciously doing that. Like I fall out of my place of awareness. Like I yes. fall in and out of it. Like I get glimpses of it and then I'm all of a sudden defending myself and I'd be like, oh, there it is again. How do I change this? That's like the constant battle. It's almost like my life's work is to be in the now uh, as often as possible, like being in the moment when I'm speaking, because like the, the tired, the victim is like reliving something from before. Exactly. And yes, that, that is everybody's, uh, position in life is to be living in the moment because the moment's all you've got. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It really is. I but mean, why don't we see it that way? Like, what's your take on that? Um, well, I, I again, I believe that, you know, you need to be in a certain place to really get that. You do need to be in a certain place. But w- there's a difference between... Now, I'm speaking for myself, and I, I, I can appreciate that there's a lot of listeners out there that are feeling this way, and they're making a shift. That's why they're listening to the podcast in right. the first place. Right. Um, but there's, like, these moments that I, I I pretend that I'm living in the now. Does that make sense? Like I pretend that I'm a present, I like defend it. Like I defend, um, when I, I take things personally and I, and I feel as though I, I say things like, yes, I'm in the present moment right now, but I'm not. I like lie about it. I'm lying to myself. I'm not true to myself because it's like, I want to be somewhere in my life, but I'm not there yet. So it, it creates this like interesting distrust in my word because I'm pretend it's like I'm pretending to be something that I'm not. Well, once you put yourself out there though, yeah, for the public to see yeah. and the public to listen to, yeah, you kind of want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, because, yeah. like, how could you be giving anybody advice yeah. if you're not practicing it yourself? Well, I, like, that's the thing. Like, I practice it, but at times, it's not there. However, you know? okay. however, and this is the key, is that you recognize that you're not there in that moment, and that's okay, because you know how to get back. Yeah. It's when you're constantly using it time and time again, you're not aware, or you are, and you're still you're still in that place that how do I get out of here? Yeah. Or or oh well, whatever, you know, just let it go. I uh, uh, who cares? I you know, throwing up your hands, whatever, that kind of response. But we will all do that. We will all we will all be have human moments where we will kind of, uh, you know, stub our toes or our socks fall down or stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's okay. It's the amount of time that you stay there that matters. Yeah. So if you, you know, you, you have a blurb, we're all, you know, we're, we're doing this. This is, we came here for this experience. We came here to have the human experience. What we want to recognize is that how seriously are we taking this experience mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, to be able to discern between, uh, where I am 
where I am on the radar. If I say to somebody, well, you know, this is the way you do it. And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking the talk, but I'm not walking the talk. That's one thing. But if you're talking the talk and walking the talk and you're just wavering between, uh, between the two, mm-hmm. you, you, you know that you can get back to mm-hmm. that place of living in the moment. You know it. You've been yeah. there. You've done it numerous times. So it's not that difficult to get back. It's when you're staying there all the time that yeah. you are not in that place of awareness yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's the kind of wake you up, yeah. you know, to say, uh, excuse me, did you know that just by using those few words that you're lowering your vibration and that you are disabling yourself, you have taken your own power away by doing that. And, and if you want to be a powerful person, you got to be positive in the way you speak because that you've also got to have those feelings of the way you feel too. So you could be saying, you know, oh, I'm on top of the world and feel like shit inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you want is you want to be able to, to build that up so that you're constantly aware that this is, this is a life that you chose there is there is something that you're wanting to experience here. You've had a lot of experiences thus far, and now you'd like to lighten your load a little bit. So this is what I'm going to do to change that because I just recognize that I am the creator of the of, of my life, nobody else. Mm-hmm. So I can't go back. Mm-hmm. I can't go back to the beginning and blame everybody for what happened in my family. Mm-hmm. In, 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 in the relationship I was in, in, in the fact that, you know, uh, I was bullied when I was young. I, I cannot go back there and, 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 and expect my, my present moment to be wonderful if I'm constantly revisiting those places. So if you recall that you were bullied you recall that and you start telling the story about what happens your vibration starts to lower and 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 the victim starts to empower you again in the victim way so it's not good for example oh yes I, i i too know the feeling of that but let's not stay there because revisiting the past all the time is what creates your your future. Now you said something, um, that I really liked and I want you to speak to it again. Um, when you're like, Oh, everything's wonderful, but you really feel shitty inside. Like for me, I have said that before. I, I use, I use that everything's great or I'm good as a way to change the story but I'm, because I'm not like, cause I'm trying to talk positively. So right. there is like that positive talk. And I am when someone asks me, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, I'm great. How are you? Like, I'm trying to use positive words. However, I'm lying. I know I'm lying. And that almost like makes things worse. Lying to yourself and others. What, what's your thought on that? Well, I have a way that I deal with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Share. For, 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 yeah. For myself. I believe that uh, the universe grows through positive and negative, yin and yang. Yeah. Correct? And that in order for the universe to expand, it needs a, con- it needs a constriction first before okay. it can go through expansion. That's the way it works. Okay. 
So when everything, when something is happening to me personally, where I feel constricted and I am concerned or maybe I'm worried or, um, yeah, concerned or worried would be my two things. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, so, um, this is the way I handle it. I say to myself, Ooh, <laughs> I am going through a constriction. I must be getting ready to expand. Okay. So I put a positive twist on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring it and saying that I don't feel good in this moment because something there is something going on that I don't feel good about. Mm-hmm. But I want to... I want to keep that positive twist on it so that I understand that I'm growing again and that through every kind of constriction or kind of a heavy feeling that I know that I am once again creating something new for myself. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a little bit of a squeeze so that when I do expand, I recognize that I created that. And you're being like true to yourself through that choice of words. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not to say I'm not, I'm living a lie. I've, no. I've, I've, I've openly said that to someone that they say, so how are things going Adele? And I'll say, well going through a little bit of a constriction right now (laughs) but i'm getting ready for an expansion so it's just those those are my words that i use and it also reminds me that that's the truth that's exactly what's happening so in this like as people are shifting and i think i said this earlier in the podcast is like it's spring and things are kind of changing or people are preparing for the summer and there's like Mercury's in retrograde and all the full moon effect and all these things are happening and people are feeling something. There's a fear. There's a fear. And I'm not sure if that's like a rec- it's a recognizable fear um, to change or to adapt or to move forward or however you want to call it. What is your recommendation to start? How do we start? How do we recognize that there's a fear in us? Or I don't know if that's the right word. How do we recognize that and start to shift in a positive way in this time of change? Okay. Well, did we talk about biorhythms? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So biorhythms are your natural, you're in sync with nature. We're all, we're all one. So together... Together, we go with the seasons. Wherever we live, we are geographically in a place where we are in sync with Mother Nature. Yes, and I feel like, not to cut you off there, but I'm going to. Mm, Yeah. It's the, this is where I live in Ottawa, where we live. It has been a harsh winter and it's affecting the way I think. Exactly. In uh, yeah, so there's a challenge there. Yes, in the in in the way you feel, I would I say yeah. mainly because because uh, not just this winter, but last winter was fairly harsh too, and uh, and you could almost uh, hear the dread in the air <laughs> as winter approaches yeah. because people remember how hard it was, 
And this winter, we had so much snow that we broke a record, correct? So it it is a challenge to uh, rise above it. Yeah. And and to be able to keep yourself in a place of peace or even joy when you're going through those harder times. Yes. And they do challenge us for sure. It's all about the choices that are made as we are going through these seasons. And I feel that the winter definitely is a time of hibernation for mother nature and I feel probably that most of us are not accustomed to mother nature anymore we've all we've all gotten out of sync with her Mm -hmm. we're all doing things that are totally not the way she works for instance time change Mm -hmm. well I was just recently down south and and uh, the person said oh don't forget your your time has changed up in Canada and I said what your time doesn't change here? And like, nope. Yeah. So their time doesn't change, so they're kind of like in sync with the sun. Mm-hmm. Like she goes to bed at like 9 o'clock at night, you know, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and up at the sunrise. Mm-hmm. That's the clock. Whereas here, you know, we change the time to accommodate our lifestyle. Yeah. You know, so it's not about the farmers anymore or anything like that. Right. It's about will we survive? but you know seeing darkness at quarter past four in the afternoon we're not a we're we're not ready to go to bed you know like this we're not ready for that our lights are on you know we're just getting home from work Mm -hmm. it is a pace it is a a lifestyle that we're living correct yeah and um so mother nature has basically she's shut down she's saying you know it's time for rest I feel that it's hard for us to rest mm-hmm. and um, and to give in to that and find ways to be okay with the season. Mm-hmm. It's and and it's a challenge for all of us, mm-hmm. you know, because we have had uh, like a long hot summer. Mm-hmm. And then we're thrown into this deep freeze mm-hmm. and the, the bitter cold and this and the snow and the ice and the rain and the sleet and mm-hmm. all that that goes along with our particular type of winter. And it really does have an impact and it is a challenge. There's mm-hmm. no no doubt about it. Even I, even I flew mm-hmm. south. <laughs> <laughs> even I flew south to kind of keep my sanity you know it's it also too is recognizable too how important taking certain nutrients in the winter helps us uh with um you know lack of sunshine Mm -hmm. so vitamin d Mm -hmm. right it's it's really really important for us that live in colder climates to take vitamin d the other thing is is that we hear of of sad right Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, what I found helps is sitting in front of a window for 10 minutes a day and just letting the sun beat on your third eye, which is going to affect your pituitary gland and help you to keep your, your, um, sunny disposition, so to speak. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So That's those great. are those are two things, yes. And also two uh, things like recognizing there's other nutrients such as uh, nitric oxide, which is not to be um, uh, mixed with nitrous oxide. <laughs> Um, and to to know that uh, the sun does play a big part in the health of your blood and also to eating beets, <laughs> you know, is really, really good because it has a lot of nitric oxide in it. So okay. it's to find kind of like ways of supplementing your body with uplifting things, uplifting nutrients uh, uplifting activities that bring more joy into your life. If you do have a tendency to sit around and wait for the winter to come and go, it's going to be a long, hard winter, like Games of Thrones winter, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting with the weather, how people take it so personally. Yes. And they they like actually feel that the world is out to get them. Right. And that's, a, it's interesting, the story, uh, weather is one of the most common talked about thing, whether it's boiling hot, freezing cold, you're in, like, it doesn't matter. There's always a story someone labeled, like they put, bring into their life and keep going. I got a cute story about that. Okay. So I had a client come in and he said, you know, my girlfriend, she lives, she's from the United States and she came up to stay with me for the summer and then she went back home. She lives in South Carolina. And uh, one day her friends said to her, Susan, why are you always talking about the weather? And she said, because that's what they talk about Canada. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's, I, it's a it's, big. It's a. It, what do we talk about? We say hi. Oh, this weather. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and you know what? When I was self, nobody talked about the weather. Nobody. Amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I, when I was in Australia, I talked about it all the time. I was like, "This is amazing. I love it here. I need to be here. This weather is so great." Oh, blah, blah. Like even when it rained, I was like, "I don't care." It's like, so great. It's so funny. Oh my god, yeah. we do. That's a huge story. Yeah. Um, back to the stories a little bit here. Yes. Um, I, I find, um, since I've been sort of brought aware to some of my own personal stories, something that has naturally started to occur is. I've started to hear this other people's story. Yeah. So I can almost, when I go out with certain individuals, know exactly what we're going to talk about in one way, shape, or form. It's going to be about this. They're going to say this. They're going to do this. And it's the same thing every single time. So can you speak to that a little bit? Like, what do you, what, what does that, what does that, like... First of all, Got to recognize when somebody's repeating their story over and over again, how you feel. If you know that and you're in their presence and they are saying the same story over and over again, notice you and notice how you feel when they start telling that same story. Mm -hmm. Now, notice what it feels like and does their story have the ability to make you change your mood. Okay. Okay, so it is about they're vibrating at a certain frequency and so are you. 
does their frequency have an impact on yours? If so, there's something in their story that still resonates with you. Yeah, so for me, I can just think of a few people that are in my life that yes, it does impact and no, it doesn't. Like there are there are some in both sides of the spectrum here. Mm-hmm. So what do I do about that? Well, then you come to a place of even more awareness, okay. which means that am I grounded enough Am I really mm-hmm. grounded? Am I really rooted in the earth? What part of me is listening to them yeah. and okay. and resonating with my story? Where what part of me is picking this up? Yeah. And can I be honest with myself and revisit that part of myself? Or maybe I haven't visited it before. Can I visit it now? Maybe not there in the present moment, but taking that home and feeling that Mm -hmm. and then saying, how does it make me feel? And what can I do to change that? Well, I need to recognize that it is me that is feeling this and I need to change that so that when I am around people that are telling the stories, it has no impact on me. So essentially, I'm taking what I'm I'm personalizing what their story is. Yes, I'm personalizing it yes. to fuel a to to fuel to fuel or maybe not to fuel maybe to fuel to heal. Okay. Let's let's use that in a positive twist. You know, oh wait, and how does that make me feel? Like most people are, you know, will stand around and agree. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, like that. You could maybe be saying that, but at the same time watching yourself or not offering any kind of verbal uh, agreement, but just really pick it up and really hold it and really get a sense of, hmm, what's this story doing for me? Mm -hmm. What is this story doing for me? And it, it is interesting how like many emotions present themselves over the course of a day yes like all the people we're talking to all the time and they're saying their story and they're saying their things that it always is kind of you you start the day you see the same people every day it's the same exposure to this and then each person makes you feel a different way or there's different comfort levels and there's xyz's happening and i'm like going through this like crazy shift all the time like between one person and the next and it's like uh, it's interesting. Sometimes I take that people's story personally, and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. I, that's mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just had a I just had a ding 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 moment. Mm-hmm. I just had an aha moment. It's mm-hmm. very interesting how many people impact my day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you get to a place of because um, I can sit in my extended families story and listen to it doesn't doesn't have an impact on me at all yeah i listen to everything yeah and i'm able just to love them where they're at right doesn't have an impact on me so that's where you that's where you want to be you want to be in a place where as people tell you their story you can listen Mm -hmm. you can be a good listener 
You know, you can really hear what they're saying. So what are the signs that you are being impacted? Is it you become emotional? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or you want to like contribute to the you story. Want, or you want to, you're going to engage in it. Engaging in it. Yeah. Okay. And and so you can engage in two ways. You can engage by feeding uh, the, the, the fuel. Yeah. You know, putting more uh, gas on the fire or... You can maybe say something different, which might make them stop, <laughs> which right. is, is that really true, though? You know, then you become the uh, <laughs> the analyst of the room and everybody walks away. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, it is just to be in that place where you can hear, you can be a good listener, you can really hear what they're saying, and then just be with it not not be affected by it at all okay so moving moving into the conclusion um we want to like for me per i'll say for me i'm not saying we you people listening have a choice uh when i recognize that i'm telling my story when i have that that moment of awareness i recognize i'm in my story i need to take a deep breath and ask myself how is this serving me yes and sometimes there's an answer, sometimes there's not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because yes, for, sure. for me, like sometimes I know, sometimes it's clear, and sometimes just asking the question is enough to shift me out of the story. It's That's like, right. oh shit, there mm-hmm. it is. Yes, I'm out. Yes. Um, I like to think about putting space between it, like be- being the observer, looking at myself acting on the stage. Um, That's right. And that sometimes just. Coming outside of my body almost and being like, oh, yeah, there it is again. It starts to change. And then lastly, within a place of awareness, I want to choose my words wisely and be as true to myself as I can in yes. a positive way. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Sounds easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... I, I had somebody say to me the other day, you know, well, it's uh, a lot easier than it uh, than it looks. And I said, well, there you go. Now you've just taken you've just taken uh, a positive vibration and turned it into something more negative by saying, well, it's a lot e-, you know feel the feel the heaviness of that, you know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, all right, all right, yes. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I can do this. Yes. Yeah. Instead of saying that, changed changed it like uh, almost instantaneously. After, yes. Uh, yes. So like having like just like words, I want to like come up with some words that to to use. Like one time, you and I were having a conversation because I like dropped something on the floor. I've used this example many times, um, and I said, "Oh shit, I'm such an idiot," because mm-hmm. I knocked over the glass. Mm-hmm. And that's obvious. That's a harsher example of speaking to yourself right. in a bad way. Right. And you offered the solution of saying, "Oops." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what do I say? And you said, I don't know. Try, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's so. And I never. I'm not. I'm not exposed to those right. words, so I don't know what works and what doesn't work. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, yes. So. So even with that, like in my brain, when I'm when I was just listing the things that I need to or that I would like to um, to start focusing yeah. on when the awareness is there, the voice in my head, I w- was saying, "This is hard. 
this is going to be so hard. It's so hard. It was started. It started. And I had to like, while we were just talking, I had this other conversation in my brain about how hard this is going to be. And I had to like snap out of it. Yes. 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 So interesting. Yes. So that's, 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 you know, that's the observer observing all the time, watching, watching, watching. Uh And that's how we correct or heal uh, old personalities. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to do a podcast on personalities. Yes. Let's do so, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, it is about catching yourself. But if you hear yourself say, I'm such an idiot, or, or, oh, Jesus, crack my toe on the d- damn thing again, and Jesus, yeah. I'm so clumsy. Yeah. I'm so clumsy. I'm so clumsy. Oh, I keep on hitting my head all the time. This always oh happens God. to me. This always this happens. My, yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. that often. Yeah. yeah, this always happens to yeah. me. What do you know? This yeah. happened again. Oh, well, there you go. It's always me. You know. <laughs> exactly. So that that kind of talk is always programming you to yeah. do the same thing over and over. And maybe every time you do it, it gets a little, maybe a little worse, mm-hmm. until finally. The, the, the person that uh, was saying all the time, I just need a break. I just need a break. I just need a break. Oh, that's a big one. And voila, she got the break. Her ankle broke, you know. It was, and she said, I wasn't watching my words. I wasn't even aware that I was saying. I said, the universe doesn't know what a break is. It means broken. Yeah. You need a broken. Yeah. So it gave you a broken. Yeah. <laughs> like this. If you could have said, I would really like to take some time off and relax. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be a little more explicit with your, with your words. Mm-hmm. So you call yourself stupid. You call yourself dummy. You call yourself clumsy. You call yourself whatever it is. You heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, I almost want to challenge people today to try and identify what a one of their stories might be what is it that they want to talk about right away yeah that's a good one it's a good one yeah it's a good one and like even when you meet someone new what's the first thing you want them to know about you like what is it the story that's you do you know yes is it something passionate like are you passionate about something or is it like the shit that happened or exactly the story yeah exactly yes and then and then and then even one step further could be in what way do you tell the story is Mm -hmm. it the victim talking or is it I don't know. Oh, is it the nurturer? The yeah. Is it the caretaker? Yeah. Is it the martyr? Ooh, ooh, ooh the martyr. The oh, martyr's the... good. Okay, personalities <laughs> is coming up next. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Well, um, is there cool. any thoughts that you would like to leave us with? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, no. but no. Uh, I would say that it's really just really important for people to start watching their language Mm -hmm. no matter what Mm -hmm. and recognize the words that they're using on an everyday basis that may be disempowering them taking their power away and i think that those words of hate should can't can't have to need 
that how they put them in their everyday sentences and and just to watch that even even at the end of the day to write it down or at the beginning of the day to say today all my words will be of a higher vibration i empower myself with positive language i love it just a nice little intention yes just a nice intention not applying uh, pressure, mm-hmm. but feeling more at ease with it all. I love it. All right. This is good. I had some aha moments and everything. <laughs> I'm growing again. I always learn something amazing from you, Adele. Always, always. Thank you so much for taking the time and holding space. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. Always a pleasure. Okay. Namaste. Namaste. Yay, that was so fun. I love leaving a conversation with a few aha moments for myself. I want to give a huge thanks to my guest Adele Stratton. I'm sure she'll be back on the show soon enough to share more of her wisdom. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it on your IG stories and help spread the word. You can also head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.